conversations that inspire. I'm Jess Baker from Journey to a Better Place. And in this podcast, we're going to explore all the things that I just can't get enough of, like spirituality, meditation, positive psychology, living a conscious life, and living a life aligned to your soul's purpose. We'll speak to seekers from around the globe who are just like you and I, who share their stories to inspire us and offer us wisdom and insight from their journey. Thanks for joining me on your journey to a better place. Joining us today, we have Christine Gold. She is a spiritual medium, an intuitive energy coach and an old soul healer calling in from across the other side of the world in Canada. So um, it's always it always fascinates me thinking that here I am in the morning getting ready and there she is on the other side of the world finishing up her day and we're still, still connected. Um, it's amazing what technology does these days. So thank you for joining us and welcome. It is, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to find out more about your journey and and how you got into what it is that you do and what what exactly is it that you do? <laughs> uh, you know, it's so many things. If anything, it's coming back to who I truly am at a soul level and who we truly, all of us are at a soul level, especially in 2020. I think we're all realizing this, that, okay, um, I need to do things differently. I need to look at things differently. I need to feel things differently. I need to basically pivot, shift, and change my whole perspective. So for me, that started about three and a half years ago. I call it the dark night of the soul, which, you know, you can have multiple of those um, where I basically was stuck in a corporate job I did not like. I was just there. I was on the treadmill and just doing my thing. And um, then I had um, some medical issues. I had suffered with depression, anxiety for most of my life. And I had a mentor, I seen her video. And she basically said, your anxiety and your depression are tied to you being highly intuitive Mm -hmm. and a light worker and a healer. And let's develop this further. And I'm like, no one's ever said that to me ever. Usually it's a doctor going, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, here's a pill, see you later. Mm. Or let's try some coaching or, well, not coaching, but more like psychiatry, psychologist. I did all that. I did the medication. I did all of it. I I had issues with alcohol. I numbed myself out. You know, I just, I tried it all. Mm -hmm. So when she said that to me, I thought, yes, I'm going to do this. So she mentored me and now I'm doing the same thing. I'm helping other women, highly sensitive, old soul is empath, um, same thing, old soul empath, meaning had multiple, multiple lifetimes, which honestly, I feel most of us have, and that's why past lives come up quite a bit, but um, it's, you know, taking them through their energy, their chakras, helping them heal Um, getting them to kind of look at themselves at a 360 degree level, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, um, telling them that they're, they're okay. Mm. How they, how their sensitivity is a gift Mm. and not a curse. And there's nothing wrong with you. That's really important work. I think particularly at the moment, there seems to be a lot of anxiety and depression and, mental health issues I suppose so if somebody is thinking if they're listening to that and thinking I'm suffering from those things and perhaps maybe it could be that it's more of a spiritual awakening what are some signs that they could look out for what could what should they do next Uh, signs definitely are, um, just knowing, like we talk about our clairs, which is, you know, you, you either hear, you see, you feel, you smell, you taste, and you know. So if you ever walk into a room and you can feel the energy of the room, that's a sign. Mm. 
if someone comes up to you and says something and you're like, I've heard this before, that's not deja, well, it's more than deja vu. That is, <laughs> the universe is trying to talk to you. Um, if you're getting divine interventions, you're getting um, intuitive hits, like say, oh, I, you know, I normally drive this way to work and today I went left instead of right like I normally do and I avoided a big accident, right? Mm. Again, those are signs that you're, you're getting, but a lot of times we just, we suppress them, we're distracted. Um, maybe you're getting some repeating dreams, those are messages. If it keeps repeating, you're, the universe, your guides, your angels, your loved ones are trying to talk to you. If you keep seeing repeating numbers, again, if you keep seeing a certain animal, these are all signs and symbols from the universe. And what you should do is, like you do, you help others with meditation. It, I think that's key because you have to get your mind to just not shut off, but quiet enough to hear those whispers from your soul family, from the mm. universe. Mm. And you're right, they are whispers. What, like, what stood out to me there was you giving the example of like, okay, I'm going to work and something tells me to go another way. And so it's not these huge, big God comes down from the clouds with these thunderbolts and lightning, is it? It's the, it's the everyday things and oftentimes you may not know that you avoided that accident because, but you listened and it, it um, allows you to be where you need to be and go where you need to go. Yeah. And it's always of love and light. That's how intuition works. Like we're talking right now and all of a sudden I have a butterfly. I'm like, Oh, that is your intuition. It's totally random. It is off topic it is beautiful. It is of love and light. Um, ego, obviously, that one's easy. It is negative. It is dark. It, it, it's the one, it's, it's your hustle. I, I think Avanya uh, Vanslant said that the, the hustler is the ego, meaning it's always trying to work the angles and keep you down and no, do it this way. Control, control, control. Fear, fear, fear. Whereas intuition is love, love, light beauty, grace, joy, bliss, all of that. Yeah, I love that. I love that because that ego really is a tricky little bastard, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it, it's been running us since since birth. I mean, when we, we were born, we're perfect children of God. And somewhere along the way, we were told otherwise, shown otherwise. Especially, well, I, I dare say this, not all schools, but... That, that program, they, they install, you have to fit into this box. And if you're, you know, I'm sure maybe you've been told you're, you're too bossy, too noisy, too, you talk too much, no, be quiet, go stand in the corner. Like, that's how they shut you down. And that's what's happened to many of us. Um, mm. And we lost touch with our inner child and with, you know, oh, she's a dreamer. She daydreams too much. Do you remember stuff like that? And the teacher would yeah, I, I remember that. And it's a way of shutting you down and not having your own voice and having your own, um, <laughs> you basically your own voice. It gets your truth gets shut down. Um, mm. And then you just start seeing what everyone else is doing and, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to go to work and, you know, go to, you know, college as well. I mean, I'm not dissing college, but I also feel if it's not right for everyone. And there, people have big debts because of it. And they don't get the job that they went to school for. So we, we've been lied to a lot as well. Um, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But um, I always knew I did not fit in really anywhere. I always felt like I was a black sheep. Mm, I, I hear that a lot, a mm. lot with yes. particularly spiritual people. And I, and I suppose... That's part of that awakening, isn't it? Is realizing you're different. If you're like the lemming going to work and doing whatever society tells you you should do, you may not even realize yet that you're different. It sort of um, ha happens in that journey of, of starting to be a little bit more conscious, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And we've had lots of, I, I, well, I'll call them neon signs or you can call them red flags. And we have, that's what we do. We shut ourselves down. We shut off our intuition, which is our inner GPS. I also call the GPS a God's protection system. 
it's <laughs> we shut it all down and now it's all coming up and there's nowhere to run and why would you um it, it's beautiful like, there's no going back and I don't want to go back yeah I love that God's protection system the uh, the GPS <laughs> I love that now but what does God mean to you because I know for some people that word can carry um, a lot of meanings and a lot of stories and I know that that can put off a lot of people so I just I'm interested in what does what does the word God mean for you God is I am it encompasses everything love light beauty grace bliss joy unlimited infinite um, whole wholeness meaning there's nothing outside of me that's not already within me um and and god to me is a is a feeling it's a knowing mm. it's it's a protection i i mean if you want to you know buddha or Hare krishna or your angels or the universe or divine or consciousness i it doesn't matter mm. that's just what i believe in um and i've seen this in my clients that they have a negative um, attachment to a religion or they had a terrible experience with religion and that's why they're they get triggered I, I will dare say triggered and you know what I was part of that as well until I come to know who he is with my own relationship with myself first mm. and then discovering yes. um, it's I mean as I'm talking the sun has finally broken through the clouds it's been cloudy all day it's that, it's that seeing that it's like light. It's just pure love and light. That's what God is to me. Yeah. And I love that you referred to being inside you. Like I feel like a lot of people or religions um, sort of put a lot of focus on outside, like on, on an outside being, and that creates confusion for people always looking for that outside validation or um outside but it's no it's spinning it back around and coming back in and realizing that it's a part of us that we're a part of it yes so if we put out love to the universe that radiates out and it comes back it's cyclical if we tap into fear which is a virus then it will come it, it goes out it's a ripple it's like healing frequencies it's a frequency we have to keep our frequency high. I, I try, uh, I, I know I, I hold that space. Um, I'm not perfect. There's days like yesterday where I was totally wiped out. Like I was just exhausted, but today I'm amazing. So there's a lot of energy that's being shifted um, right now. People are being upgraded, um, you know, crystalline energy, DNA activations, past lives, all of that, um, contracts all that old karmic stuff is being cleared away um so that we can become lighter and brighter yeah and i like that you say that it, it, it is cyclical like and where we work on cycles as well so it's not that we're always going to be feeling fantastic but what is always constant i suppose is that love so yes. that love for ourselves when we're having a, a slow day or a down day and holding that compassionate space rather than that hustler, as you call it, coming in and beating on our doors saying, no, you need to be doing this and you have to do that. So, Yeah, you have to produce, you have to kill it, you have to crush it. You know, I, I see a lot of that, like, oh, this is my side hustle and um, I'm a boss babe and I'm a, you know, all these titles and labels we put on ourselves. It just keeps us in that fear cycle. I got to keep producing. I got to, oh, I can't rest. I got to burn myself out before I'm like, wow, I'm amazing and accomplished, but my health is in the crapper. Mm. Mm. For what? Because they say, if you do not focus on your health, you know, if you focus on the wealth, and the health falls by the wayside, you cannot pay enough money to get that back. Yeah, that's right. It's it's all good. I I, I understand. I, I fell into that trap as well. Um, thinking that next job, that next boyfriend, that next, you know, that money, all of it. I mean, I made six figures and I was miserable. So don't tell me that yeah. money will make you happy. I think that's that's a part of the process too, isn't it? Mm. Because society tells us that. And then we have to reach a certain point where it doesn't 
you realize it doesn't make you happy and it doesn't like I think about times when when I was unwell and couldn't work and I had no money in my bank and now I'm financially okay I don't feel any different you know when I was when I was a geologist and had this a huge potential there. I didn't feel any different. Like it, it's that, again, that's outside, whereas when we can turn around and come inside. And um, I think the thing too is because that ego is that tricky little thing that tries to get in at different angles, it's something that, well, in my experience, maybe if you reach enlightenment, it's not a constant thing that you have to work at. But in my experience, because we're around society and different people and different energies it's something that we continually have to work at right absolutely I have a self-care self-love program every day and people like you do that every day I'm like yes I do and they're like well that seems like a lot of work and I'm like but aren't we worth it I mean honestly it's a slippery slope back into where I was and I'm not going there because I can't hold that energy, that space anymore. I, like you said, you're, you're ascending, you're leveling up to be, to just let it all go. Cause, because why then what, what is the point of, um, you know, just, it's like dreaming for yourself. It's knowing that you have a bigger purpose and it's really, it's, it's about you and your relationship with self. So it goes back to worth. So you are so, so worthy. Um, you have no idea. I just got a chill down my right side when I said that. So um, it's, uh, it's really hard to describe. It's like developing a new habit. Um, at -hmm. first, it feels really weird and outside of you. But once you start putting in, I'd say at least the 21 days, you're going to notice a big shift. And then you're going to be like, wow, I wish. And then, of course, you might backtrack and say, oh, I should have done this sooner. You know, that should have, would have, could have mm-hmm. beat yourself up a little bit. But then you just, you keep, it's one foot in front of the other. Um, mm-hmm. and, and take it uh, 24 hours at a time. Don't be too far in the future because that where your anxiety lives. And don't be too far in the past because that's your depression. Mm. And so what do you do for your self-care routine? Like what, just to give us an idea of practices that people could apply for themselves. Uh, meditation, definitely. A grounding. Um, I open and close my chakras every day. Um, and really, it's not that difficult to do. Um, you just, again, I, I have a lot of recordings for that. So if anybody's interested, but, um, and it's free. Um as well, I have a gratitude journal that I keep. I also am doing a course in miracles. Mm. So I do reading every day as well. Um, I like YouTube. I like to utilize those 10-minute uplifting types of videos like Wayne Dyer. Um, I also like um, Joel Olstein as well. I like listening to him. Um, T.D. Jakes, you know, people that are just, they just, I don't know. It makes you feel like you want to run 10 kilometers after you listen to them. They're very inspiring. So the more we feed ourselves that inspiration, the more we're going to turn around and give that out to others. I also ask, how may I serve every day? That is very important because it's not about me. Because when you're in service for someone else, again, it's cyclical. It comes back. It comes Mm -hmm. back and then you give out and then they give out and then they give out. Um, Exercise. Yoga. I practice yoga every day. Uh, I go outside every day for a walk, whether I mean, we got our first snowfall, whether it's cold or not. Um, And then just eating well, Mm. eating, eating as you know, the best I can. I mean, I have moments, but you know what, I honestly, I'll have a piece of cake, I don't care. I'm not gonna say, oh, you have to be vegetarian or no, I won't do that. I just, I find the best ways is just to love, love myself every day, the best way I can. What you've sort of talked about there is really encompassing the mind, the body and the spirit and taking care of all of the beings that we are, I suppose, wrapped up in this one beautiful 
hot mess body. <laughs> <laughs> the suit, the suit that we wear. <laughs> so did you always know that you were a medium or spiritual? Or how, Tell me about that. How did that come about for you? Um, you know, the empath part, the, the feeling, the knowing stuff, even as a child, definitely. But I didn't know what it was. I just thought maybe I was, again, here we go, weird. That's mm-hmm. how I would kind of, um, I guess, in a way, segregate myself because I knew that I was different. I could feel it. I mean, I could feel people's stuff. I mean, when my mom was going through things as a child, I could feel it. And then I'd walk into the room and there she was crying, you know, stuff like that. So, um, and then my grandmother and I are very close. Um, I know we're, we're twin souls. Um, and then I found out that she used to practice. She was a medium and she'd make potions. But back in the 40s and 50s stuff, you don't talk about that, right? So, um, no, I mean, yeah, most of my life, but really fully, full on developed uh, in the last four years. Um, and, you know, I, I teach other women to open up to spirit as well. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, some people ask if it's scary or, you know, do you see like gory things? And I'm like, no, because I make rules with spirit as well. I don't, um, it's, you know, I think a lot of people think this mediumship is something that it's some superpower, but it's not. We all, we all talk to spirit um, just in a different way. Mm. Um, and how they come through is, you know, I'll see the, I'll see things, I'll hear things, but most of the time I channel, I will write anything I'm seeing, feeling. My dream journal is very important as well. I, I keep, I, I log my dreams every, every night as well. And a lot of times it's for the client. It's not for me. So, mm. um, and then the astral travel is part of, you know, traveling to their space and seeing, seeing their home or maybe going on a run with them, even though I'm not there, it's that type of idea. That's, um, and, and it's like a game of charades with spirit. So I also keep a book of signs and symbols because sometimes they'll come through um, that, you know, they'll tap on their wrist. And I know that now that means a watch or a piece of jewelry that they gave to you. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of trying to guess, oh, I think it's a watch or <laughs> so you have to, it's, you have to practice. Um, it's as well. It also comes through as say cigarette smoke, which I don't enjoy, even though I, I used to smoke for 20 years, but um, then I know that I'm not alone, that somebody's mm. here, there's a message, or I get perfume as well. So it comes it really, through in different ways. It really is like learning a different language, isn't it? Like you say, it's like learning the different symbols and what that means. And it, so it does take time and effort and, and practice, I suppose. It does. And full, complete trust and surrender and knowing what is into intuition and what is ego Mm. Um, because the ego wants to get in there and say no that's wrong or let's just guess this is how this is you know then you turn on I guess in a way um oh well this is what I think that that's not (laughs) that's not intuition that's you having judgment how do you tell the difference between ego and intuition well, you have to do the, um, the prayers, the grounding, the chakra clearings. You have to set the table first, clear your energetic body before you go into any reading. And it, again, it takes practice. It's you sit there, you listen. A lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll get my clients to write anything they see, feel, hear, know um, first so then when they're sitting there with their eyes closed they're like oh I'm getting an image I'm like write it down what is the image what are you hearing what are you feeling what do you just start writing Um, that's the difference between and again intuition is beautiful love and light ego is dark and negative and intrusive Um, like just it's you'll you'll see it's like a duality Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all about balance so I really want people to heal 
the more that you can heal, the more you can decipher or discern between ego and intuition. There's a lot of people that out there that I suppose are afraid of spirituality. And you mentioned it before, you know, that there's a, there can be a fear around it. What would you say to somebody that thinks that perhaps they're spiritual and maybe you've had a few experiences, but there's a lot of fear around it for them? Well, unfortunately, a lot of us have been told that spirituality is woo-woo or, you know, the stuff that you see, like the, the crystal ball readers, or there's like a negative connotation attached to that, that they're all swindlers or they want to take your money. Uh, first and foremost, um, I have code and ethics when it comes to mediumship and what I do is sacred work. So um, just letting them experience that on their own by playing games and people are like games. And I'm like, well, yeah, like if some, somebody's calling you, don't look at the phone, try and feel mm -hmm. who it might be. Mm -hmm. Get an envelope and put people's pictures in the envelope and hold it in your hand and go, um, feels like a male. I want to say dark hair. I want to say 30. That, that's how you start playing with, you know, intuition and spirit make it fun. We need to make it fun and be creative and play. Um, so again, a lot of healing and it goes back to the inner child because the inner child was shut down and was told not to be creative, not to get dirty and messy and have fun. You got to have fun again. I think that's the biggest piece of it. And just letting go and opening up to the whole process. Mm. And not having like, oh, well, you need to do it this way or that. No, there's, it's, it's however you do it is your way. Yeah. There's yep. no right or wrong. Yeah, exactly. And you've mentioned that a couple of times through the, the conversation about judgment and, um, and how you should do things or whatever. And yeah, I think that's hugely important. Um, and I love the play aspect of every morning, Oh, just about every morning we're we're actually probably addicted <laughs> to this car game um called monopoly deal it's like you know monopoly but it's yeah. the 15 minute card game and i love playing with my intuition with that like you know th thinking about what card's going to come next or like i'll get a sort of a, a hint that like i should make that particular move and i don't listen to it and then it's like oh that's why like because yeah, so it's 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 really that's a really great bit of advice I think for people is to just have fun, stop taking it so serious because that that is that ego coming in again, isn't it? That need to control and yes, the perfection, the perfection will keep you from creating. Mm. I'm a former perfectionist, so I say play and get dirty and have fun, and who cares? Um, who cares? I, I hear people saying, well, I'm not very artistic or I'm not a good drawer or singer or dancer, whatever it is. I'm like, look, you've already limited yourself. I said, who told you that? Was it a teacher? Was it a spouse? Was it a friend? Forget that and, and let go of control. Yeah. And it's not always easy. I mean, the, this I've just started doing singing lessons myself because I always like, I love singing. It brings me so much joy, but mm. I've always been told, not told, I guess I've told myself that, you know, I can't sing. And then I was like, what if I could? What if I learnt how? Like if someone taught me, because I think so often we try something once and think we should be an expert at it. And if, if we're not, then we just give up. Yes. Um, but it's, it is uncomfortable learning sometimes as an adult like it's I think it's important to be able to sit in those uncomfortable feelings knowing that that too shall pass yes and and being vulnerable mm. and having empathy and compassion for yourself mm. as well and just trusting the whole process it's like standing on the edge you know the edge and just holding your arms out wide and saying I got this we got this let's do this yeah and just outside of my studio door at the moment, we've got these um, beautiful little birds with like this red head and 
um, blue body. I'm not sure what they are. And they've there's four little um, babies sitting in the nest, Aww. and they've they've come out of the nest. And just today, there's a fan that's probably I don't know two or three meters away, and they're like flying to the fan, and they're resting on the fan, and then they're all huddled there, and then eventually like one will go, and then the others will go. So it like even birds have to learn how to fly. And it's beautiful watching them and thinking. You know, we're seeing them perched there. I feel like there's so many people in the world at the moment that are perched on that little fan too afraid to to make that jump. And you don't have to make the jump from there to the other side of the world or wherever it is. It's just sort of one little jump at a time and then eventually you look back and see how far you've come. Mm, yeah, that, that's a beautiful way of doing it. I mean, the bird doesn't go, I can't fly. The bird just just tries, just says, okay, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. There's so much we can learn from animals. I think that, you know, we sometimes us humans think that we know better. And (laughs) Oh, gosh, no animals and and mother nature, they they know how to work with um, love and what they have. and, and And they know, they trust that everything will work out in divine timing and in, you know, that's how it operates and that's what we need to learn mm. Mm. <laughs> it can be a, a lifetime of learning and I think um, I think also it's important to in compassion for ourselves and for other people on their journey I feel like when I come across some people that are spiritual and then want to shove it down everyone else's throat or want to change somebody to see their point of view and agree with them but realizing well in fact if if you're trying to change other people's point of view then you're still definitely on the journey of judgment because um, it's about accepting your meaning wherever anybody's at in that moment of time and maybe one day they will discover um, the spiritual being that they are and maybe they won't and that's totally okay too look we're all on our own journeys Yeah, I absolutely agree. I know when I first started, I had my soapbox. I know all about it. So um, (laughs) not I do not do that. Um, And I I hold space and shine the light. And if you know, that's what they want, you know, you you can't. um, I I also seen this quote as well talking about, um, you know, talking to people when you're I'm not saying you're above someone but we're talking about levels. Like if you're on level seven and they're on two, they're not going to hear you. It doesn't matter how much you yell and shout. And it's just, it, they're on their own journey. So. Yeah, that's right. And um, it takes time, I think, to, to be able to master, to be able to speak to the different levels. So that that's another skill in itself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I just, like I said, I, I'm just here to share my story or share my teachings or trainings or whatever I'm doing. And if somebody's interested, great. If not, it's it's totally fine. Um, we all are, like I said, we're all making our way home. That's another thing. Uh, we just have many different paths of getting there. That's all. Mm. Tell me, do you have a favourite book or um what's something that you've read or listened to that's changed your journey I suppose or or enlightened you and the spiritual path oh man so many books like I keep a list of uh all the books I've read um since I've started I've probably read about 300 books but honestly the 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 simple thing is uh, for me um Louise Hay, you can heal your life. Mm. I mean, she makes it very simple. Um, also, Michael Murdad, Dark Knight of the Soul. Um, he's written quite a few books. He's quite the spiritual uh, leader as well out of Sedona, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And Wayne Dyer. Um, again, he, he's like the, you know, my, the, the godfather of Zen, I will say. Um, his stuff. I mean, people are still coming across who he is. And, you know, he, he basically says either become a host to God or become a hostage to ego. Mm. 
that says it all. Mm. You've mentioned the dark night of the soul a couple of times. Can you explain a little bit more what you mean by that? Basically rock bottom, Mm -hmm. rock bottom. Um, You know that, well, either you have like an addiction issue, which can be so many relationship issues, whatever you you've just hit bottom and you're like, okay, I'm looking up and I know that there's something more and it's about losing all of your um, addictions, your traumas. It's all about healing. Um, And you can have multiple dark night of the soul. And I feel there are a lot of people that are in this right now. Mm. Um, They're between the the 3D world and the 5D. Mm. uh, Third dimension, fifth dimension. So that there's people come in waves, right? So that's, um, again, their journey. And so why do you think we'd have multiple? Like, is it that we're slow learners or what's going on there? (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. Like there was a lady today that said, I was like the Titanic. I seen all the signs and I still went down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we choose to ignore. We're people pleasers. That's a big one. Healers mm-hmm. and light workers tend to be people pleasers and they overextend themselves to the point of burnout or disease. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why a lot of health issues pop up. So and multiple, again, it might be tied to a past life. They did not clear whatever was going on. And that's why they went through multiples. You were talking about 3D and 5D. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Because some people will be like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this world and everything that we see is an illusion. So I, I always say, um, you know, know, know the truth, respect the illusion because that's essentially what we're seeing in a 3D world. Basically, everything that's been programmed, instilled in us, everything that you see on, uh, in politics, in religion, in, in a lot of science as well, is, is always, what's the word, um, ego-based. That's essentially what 3D is. It is all ego-based. Uh, fourth dimension is in between. You know that there's something more. It's kind of like your dark night of the soul, and you want to go to to the fifth dimension, which is unconditional love. Mm. Fifth dimension means you've done all the healing, you're on your way. I'm not saying you're an ascended master, but we are all ascending masters. Um, So that's the difference. And time is an illusion as well. We are all on different timelines. The earth is a crystal grid. Um, (laughs) I mean, I, I could talk about that for quite a while, but that, that's just a quick um, hypnosis between the two. Um, mm. And I mean, there's obviously more dimensions than five, but it's taken us a long time to just get between three and five. Thank you. I love that explanation because I remember, you know, years ago, people talking about 3D to 5D and I'm like, what are they on about? And then I guess... Uh, for myself, I didn't realize that it was a transition. Like I expected one day to just wake up and all of a sudden not really know where I was or be in this magical land or something like that. And I was like, oh, it's not like that, is it? It's it's just transforming. I suppose like the caterpillar in into the butterfly, isn't it? Like it's- Yeah, the chrysalis. Like, yeah, that would be a, a, a great uh, reference as well. So mm. Because I remember I used to have dreams that um, I had this one dream that everyone was going to this other land and you had to ha- be light enough to be able to go to this land. And I, I reached a stage where I was light and I wanted to take everybody with me, but I couldn't carry them. Like they were too heavy. They pulled me down. Oh, Wow. And then, and then I had a dream that there was like, I walked into this room and there was this machine and it would like, it was like one of those globes, you know, that you touch and then the light goes up and your hair stands on end or whatever. And so that machine was there and people were around and all of a sudden it would zap out to somebody and get that person. And then like, they would go, they would go to wherever it was that new world was. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, it's not getting me. And it wasn't until I was with a very dear friend of mine and hugged my friend and heard this noise and I woke up somewhere else and I was like, oh, it zapped me. 
So I just think it's it's interesting um, the symbols and like you know you, there's a lot there in that dream that you could pull out there and how our dreams talk to us and yes. um, just fascinating how we get I suppose preconceptions about what something means and how it will unfold and then when it doesn't unfold like that you think oh that's not happening for me but it's like well actually instead of trying to make it happen or expecting it to happen a certain way it's that letting go and surrendering and allowing it to come however it comes yeah that's the ego trying to control and manipulate the outcome as per usual and a lot of times our dreams yeah they're signs or symbols they're definite messages that, that are repeating dreams as well. But sometimes you're not ready to hear the message. Mm. It's as simple as that. And I, some of my clients get very attached to it. And I'm like, please don't. I said, you'll drive yourself crazy. Don't do it. Um, just let it go. Just ask. Ask the universe. What does this mean? And then let it go. Mm. And you'll be shown mm. when, when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I think because... You know, we were talking before about addiction and there is addiction to the spiritual side too, you know. You see people like, I have to have this next crystal or this next book or I have to have this. This is going to make me. Um, oh, yeah, it's something outside of them again. Yeah. Mm, I, I see that. Yeah, it can be an addiction. Um, or you have to do this or you're not spiritual. That's judgment. I, I see that too. I, I do. Yep. and the dream you know when you're talking about that ball and touching it that's like alchemist like alchemy that that's your own energy that's Mm. that's how I see it like you're the alchemist Mm. and it's interesting actually I suppose at that point in my life too was quite a big turnaround for me like I was in maybe leading up to my chronic fatigue syndrome being really bad and then um, reaching a point where I finally, I guess in that chronic fatigue, surrendering, like I can't control any of this. And if I'm stuck in this body for the rest of my life, then that's okay. That's totally okay. I trust the bigger picture and the self-worth that you were talking about too and realising that, you know what, I am worthy and I'm not I'm not going to accept anything in my life that doesn't support that worthiness Um, and not expecting other people outside of me to show my worth, but instead setting those boundaries myself and not accepting anything other than something that is going to support me, I suppose. Yeah, boundaries, that's a big one. Definitely. A lot of us don't know boundaries and that includes family and no is a complete sentence. Family's a big one. Thanks for bringing that up. Like a lot of people that may be a spiritual and their family's not, there can be big concerns there about like, oh, you know, I'll lose my family and, and that sort of thing. Did you have any challenges through your own spiritual growth with your family? Um, a little bit. I mean, I was surprised actually how some of my friends and some family were like, yeah, we knew that or (laughs) we, we, that makes sense. Okay, cool. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. That's cool. Um, others were just like, um, you could tell it scared them. Is she reading my mind? Yeah. And I, and I would go to, I would say this as a joke, actually, we are all able to read each other's minds. It's called telepathy. We have just chosen not to utilize it. <laughs> Anyways, I, I like, I like kind of messing with people a little bit, but um, um, it wasn't though, not that bad, but I did lose a lot of friendships, which mm-hmm. I was told would happen because they were like, whoa, she's like, woo, like way out there. And they weren't ready for that, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that telepathy. I remember being a teenager and I never even probably didn't even know what telepathy was. I remember catching the train into the city and I'd be like, someone's reading my mind. Black, 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 black. And I just used to say black and think black so that they'd be bored and move on. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> wow, that's a cool story. Uh, mm. Very good. 
Well, where can people find you if they want to come and um, work with you or find out more about how they can work with you? How do they get in contact with you? Uh, definitely Facebook is the number one or YouTube, Instagram at 24 Carat Healing. Websites 24carathealing.com as well if they want to reach out that way. And I have a lot of freebies. Um, I have a discovery call. Like if you're like, well, I mean, I just heard her I don't know who she is and I want to you can reach out that way too so yep beautiful okay have you got any other bits of wisdom that you'd like to impart or share with us before I let you get get on with your sunny your sunny snowy (laughs) afternoon (laughs) uh just know that 2020 is all about the root chakra so it is tied to fear obviously. So I want everyone to get grounded, get outside, get, get some exercise, ground yourself, but also be fully um, connected to the universe at the same time. I think a lot of us either are disconnected from the, the neck up, meaning the consciousness or from the waist down, which is the root chakra. So just balance and know that 2020 is working for you, not against you. This is a beautiful time to explore all the parts of yourselves that you've ignored for far too long. Mm. I was speaking to my best friend yesterday, actually, and going um, back in time to when the pandemic started and she was really nervous about her job because she works for a, a fairly small family business, I suppose, and, you know, wasn't sure whether they would survive and stuff. And then I spoke to her yesterday and she's like, They've had their best year in 20 years. So um, sometimes what we think might be a curse or terrible at the moment really is a blessing if we can um, just sit through that and and wait for it to unfold and and play out a little bit. Absolutely. This is your time to play. You mentioned grounding. So for some people, they may not quite know how to do that. Could you explain how maybe to do that or how you do that or I know there's multiple ways so sure are you able to share with exercise definitely is number one walking running hiking biking yoga anything that connects the breath with any type of um, because movement will take you out of whatever mindset you're in and we'll get rid of any energies that are not yours as well Um, epsom salt bath Huge. Um, Magnesium. We are deficient in magnesium. Please take it or buy a spray. I actually have magnesium oil that I spray on every night before bed. I sleep like a rock. I no joke. Magnesium is number one, especially for anxiety and depression. Um, uh, Your root vegetables, like your beets, your turnips, your kale, your broccoli, those type of anything close to the earth would be very good for grounding or meat is grounding as well. Um, But for me, I I do a quick grounding exercise where I basically imagine a cord shooting. I I do have it on my website for free. You can take it with you on on your phone or a PDF if they want. But I just imagine a cord, it goes down into Mother Earth, it grabs a rose quartz, it brings it back up. And it's like a quick meditation, you can ground yourself multiple times a day. Beautiful. Does it go long? Would you be willing to run us through one quickly? Or is sure, it- yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That'd be lovely. All right. So everyone just find a comfortable space where they're either seated or you may lay down. You, you don't always have to be sitting up. However, you're comfortable and just imagine coming from your root chakra, your base chakra a thick, brilliant white cord and imagine the cord shooting down your legs and out your feet. And the cord crashes through the earth and smashes through the dirt, tree roots, rocks and debris until it reaches the center of the earth. Here, there is a giant rose quartz that is suspended in the middle of the earth. Your cord tightly wraps itself around the rose quartz and begins to shoot back the same way that it came. 
until it reaches just to the soles of your feet and gently grounds and stabilizes you to the earth center. You are now grounded. So just feel that, know that. I'm sure you might've seen things, you might've envisioned the whole process. So that's how grounding works. And it's like a mini meditation. You can include breath work into it. That was beautiful. Thank you. So You're welcome. So if you want to take that with you, go check out Christine's website and download um, that grounding activity. Um, that That's a really great example of how something can be quite quick and simple and easy. So I think sometimes we have these ideas that meditation has to go for a certain amount of time or these practices take so long and I don't have time in my busy routine, but that's a really great example of something that you could do any stage very quickly and easily if they come and download your um, your exercise there. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. And anything that brings you back to your peace and center is wonderful. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time and sharing all your wonderful wisdom and all the beautiful work that you do in the world. I, I just I love hearing um, everyone's different views and uh, different ways of being. And I feel like you and I are very aligned in a lot of a lot of ways. Um, yes, I love the, some of the stories you shared with me. I appreciate that. Yeah pretty cool things that have you know happened to you as well so yeah well we've all and that's what it's about it's about sharing those things so that so people realize that they're not alone or that you know to pay attention to them rather than just oh yeah whatever and it's like, no 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 that was an alarm yeah. bell listen to that one <laughs> you're not crazy you're just waking up it's all good it's really a gift to be serving in the way that you're doing for for everybody so thank you so much I've really enjoyed our conversation today so have I Jess thank you so much thanks for joining me for another inspiring conversation for more inspiration on topics like this head over to my Facebook page journey to a better place with Jess Baker if you want to know how you can work with me on your journey to a better place, check out the website www.journeytoabetterplace.com. Bye.